Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 217 of G.I. Joe Book. And today we're talking barging in deeper. Uh, that's right, we're going to get into a little bit of um, the behind the scenes of barging in, this time with Mark and Ronald, so that we can get the full, full, full um, story about how that awesome play motion was made. But before we get into any of that cool stuff, let's just say a hello to Steven. Hello everybody, hello Burgers, hello Berg Force, hello Berg fans, Berg friends, yo, this is Steve. I'm ready. Let's talk play motion. And our resident, um, and our resident pop fanatic, is he in the house? Yep, Rob is right here, although I wouldn't describe myself as a fanatic. <laughs> you own more than I... two pops, in my eyes you're a fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> I second the motion, thank you very much. Uh, it's a guilty as charged then, I guess. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, no, wear it with, wear it with pride, my dude, wear it with pride. Uh, cool. <laughs> And then, as always, a huge shout-out to the Bergforce, to everybody that's listening. Thank you, guys. We're going to take you on a bit of a journey, as uh, Kujo liked to say. We're going to take you on a wild ride. Hello, so, Mark and Ron, our guests for this evening's chat. How are you guys doing? Uh, great. <laughs> Hi, guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Ronald, you've, you've been on the show before. Mark, yeah. this would be your first time. Lovely to have you. Uh, so... You guys created a play motion, which you then um, very kindly allowed G.I. Joe Book to host as part of their special forces. Just off the bat, before we get uh, any further along into the show, what prompted this? What is the um, origin story? I had in mind uh, a story for uh, uh, photo scenes that I make uh, to use uh, the fact that, that Copperhead and, and Ace are gamblers. Um, and I had this idea that they gamble over the, uh, the moccasin, uh, so I wanted to do a, a photo shoot with that. But uh, through G.I. Joburg, I met uh, with Ron, and we became friends. And uh, when I visited there, I think I was with you or you were with me, I don't know. But um, we had a laugh about the, uh, yeah, about uh, the battle barge, which is an idiot's vehicle. Yeah, that's from the idea that that we should do something with it, and uh, our goal was actually to to make uh, to make it appeal, uh, and th that it was so interesting that people when they saw the movie thought, hmm, perhaps I want to I want to have the battle barge now. But that genius. Was story, yes. I did the same thing with the USS flag. You know, yeah. <laughs> make a play motion that features it, and, and people will will want that that piece of. Shit. No, I'm kidding. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't think the USS Flat needed that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I joke. I, I, but it is I, wonderful to know that the play motion, its origin, essentially comes from a a joke. You know, poking fun at the battle, battle barge and trying to find its its kind of virtues, and b yeah. that it, it also sprang from this this concluding scene that you wanted to write between uh, yeah, Ace I, I, and Copperhead, the, the two gamblers. Barge, the Battle Barge needed uh, somebody um, uh, to have a story around, and uh, so I combined the two, and, uh, and yeah, that was it. Oh. I, I've i got yeah. to say, I low-key want a Battle Barge now after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? but Paul, like low-key, low key, right? Yeah. The God of Mischief. I am indeed, you're lucky uh, then Mark deep. bought all the battle barges and now you know they're at a premium price so so Mark is actually low-key <laughs> and uh, and they float really well I can tell you it looks like it <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Yeah. 
you, you but guys, really it. <laughs> it's so, perfect for throwing away. <laughs> it makes sense when you you have thousands of them guarding a coastline filled with bats or something. But uh, yeah, to have just one, it's it's really a ridiculous uh, vehicle. So yeah, yes. Here the team up on this one, hey? Mark has bought all of the battle barges on eBay. You can't just buy one battle barge, you have to have multiples. <laughs> this is extensive enterprises at work, I love it. I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> okay, so a battle barge on eBay would set, set you back like 12 US, I think. It's fairly affordable. Um, wow, it's, oh, it's cheaper than a there's one that comes with this box for a hundred dollars. Uh, no, thank you. But yeah, no, they're, they're, they're still fairly affordable. But so. <laughs> I must say, um, guys, the, um, when, you know, talking about clay motion, of course, uh, one of the reasons we really support, uh, the channel is because of the, um, you know, of the fun basically you can have with, uh, you know, taking the stuff outside. And that is actually the link to, of course, the childhood memories. And uh, we really wanted to yeah, make something fun, something light and um, yeah, reconnect with how it once was. And uh, well, you've set some great examples, of course. And uh, yeah, it was fun to do. And for I'm me so also, relieved to hear that, that it was well, fun. I mean, also because... one of the reasons for me, uh, I mean, Mark and I connect really well and um, it was really a fun experience to do this with him. But I also thought, well, you know, since you guys are uh, currently um, somewhat, um, you know, limited in your options to, to create Playmotion yourself, I thought, well, let, let just the, the Bergforce join in and, uh, you know, help out. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Ron. Very grateful, uh, gratefully received and uh, lovely to hear that you had fun making it because oftentimes it can feel like a, a, a bit of a chore. I mean, for me, my, for my part, uh, it, yeah, there are times when I feel like, am I really playing with toys or am I just playing with my damn laptop? <laughs> Slaving <laughs> away, dro dropping all these, these, uh, these shots awkwardly. Um, and, onto a time timeline. Yeah, and, and, and the, the fun thing is, Mark, I, I don't know how you experienced it, but, you know, uh, as I remember, you really had, you know, a great time and really like playing and, and I was a bit oh more serious with, you know, okay, we need these shots and this angle and that sort of thing. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> the logistics <laughs> around it, you know. <laughs> I, was, I would like to see it again. When I saw the footage uh, back, uh, I am in a lot of shots. So, uh, we cut them out, of <laughs> course, but I could see my smile for the first time, which I didn't realize when I was playing. But yeah, I, I saw oh, the, the... That's the, the boy, best. The nine-year-old That is boy, the best. Uh, running around with a condom. And I, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. I wish I was there now, guys. Uh, I would have happily... Um, I don't know, just been the camera jockey and let you play. Uh, but let's switch tracks ever so slightly because we do have some kind of format to these G.I. Joburg shows. Uh, typically at this part of the show, we uh, talk about any recent acquisitions. So I'm going to start new off with shit. our guests. New shit. Yeah. Who's got the new shit? Uh, Ron, Mark, have either of you received any cool toys uh, recently that you'd like to yeah, chat about? Actually, uh, actually I have. Um... 
uh, yesterday I became some new extreme sets from Big Bad Toy Store. Um, it's a dungeon, which I will use for my uh, Motu figures. Uh, and a backstage uh, uh, scenery. And Did somebody say day... Motu? Motu is my well shared second love with Transformers, I think. Uh, But yeah, are we talking about the originals or are we talking about the the classics? Classic guy. Um, Okay. Yeah, the classics. So Mattel doesn't make them anymore. Super Seven took that over, but yeah, it's been quiet for several years now. But uh, um, last thing I bought was Snake Mountain, which I'm really proud of. Um, Wow. Mm. So, yeah, but after that, nothing much happened with the, the classic line. It's all uh, yeah, a bit quiet, but yeah, I can use that extreme set, uh, that dungeon set for, for my story. So, um, so I'm very happy with it. Excellent. Ron, any new toys, yeah. buddy? Well, and for me, I'm just uh, actually, <laughs> I have two version, uh, two bats holding in my hand right now. Uh, I bought them for, you know, to make customs of them. I'm thinking maybe an Iron Grenadier theme or something else just to get rid of the neon and uh, make them look cool. Would you just paint a neon orange uh, red, for for instance? Or are there other color color swatches you'd like to add? I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm actually thinking because they miss the, uh, the, the, the chest plate. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe I could um, uh, make a link to how the demon uh, cockpit glass looks, you know, with red, mm. uh, transparent uh, red plastic and maybe a Destro logo on it or something. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure yet. Ooh, yeah, you could get like bad. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. man, you could get like one of those stickers from the from the spoiler, like right. that, that Destro logo and you could like... Uh, somehow maybe even get somebody to print it or make it smaller for you like reduce its size and then pop it in there sorry i'm going on a custom tangent but it sounds cool <laughs> it sounds cool yeah well, because if you I, I used the... to have these figures in the past you know these bats but also i have some snow serpents lying around here also the version two i used to have them and then i sold them because i never really liked the colors it's but i do mm-hmm. love the sculpt so now mm-hmm. an opportunity came to to buy them again and i thought well I'll just buy them for customs and uh, yeah, so that's, but it's a project that uh, we'll need to wait a little. I'm quite busy at the moment with all kinds of stuff, but uh, yeah, in the meantime, I can dream about how, what colors I want to use. And Mark and Ron, you gents are both in the Netherlands. Uh, I'm led to believe that there is still plenty vintage GI Joe to be had. Um, Would you say that both of your collections are, primarily shopped domestically or are you getting a lot of stuff from abroad yeah well i, I don't know uh, how it is for you Mark. yeah you go first yeah well i i shop uh, I, I shop abroad uh okay because i didn't know the community in the netherlands that well <laughs> so mostly <laughs> ebay and big bad toy store and that, that and um um space in germany whatever but not not in the netherlands necessary no Hmm. Okay. Ron, yourself, have you had a lot of success in the uh, surrounding territories or? Yes. You... So, so, uh, Mark and I have a very different, uh, collecting history in that sense. Um, because, um, in the Netherlands, uh, before, well, before Facebook, I should say, well, that takes you back, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
um, there were message boards, uh, just something like his tank. Um, but there were also in the Netherlands, there was a very popular uh, message board for Dutch collectors. And actually a big part of my collection and really the good quality stuff, uh, I managed to get it from there. Yeah, and it's only, um, well, the, 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 the US release stuff or stuff that yeah, was, was a bit more difficult to attain. Uh, for those things, I do shop abroad, but whenever possible, I like to keep it uh, close to home. Ah, uh, yes. I do think postage well, costs I, are the the, the yeah. Well, I think you mentioned drain. it, Steve, about mm. you know increasing shipping cost, and it just gets crazier and crazier. We are just forced, uh, you know, to stop acting like a global com community, <laughs> just to keep things local. You kind of pass yep. them amongst each other, you know. Um, as we say in South Africa, local is lekker. Boy, lekker, my bro. Rob, heb jij enig iets niet? Nee, ik heb niks niet nie, jammer. Ik ik zit zit maar. Okay, moving right along there. Rob has hey. no new shit. Paul, hit me, hit me with the toys, baby. I have pictures. <laughs> you do. Share away. Okay, so last week I went and made a grown-up purchase of a, um, a shelf for the lounge, as you guys can see. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted a shelf to keep some toys on and, you know, Celia and I are cool about, like, that kind of thing. So she's like, yeah, yeah we can have some toys in the lounge. So I'm like, yes, we can. So yeah, so that's my, my current little toy uh, shrine that uh, currently resides in the lounge. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, how do I put it? I have been going after GI Joe stuff locally, like this guy. <laughs> see this cat? This is our cat. This is Karma, and Aww. you can see how she's stalking, stalking the Joes. She's like she she want she actually swatted some after this shot. By the way, she like swatted them. It was quite tragic and traumatic for Bad me. Karma. <laughs> Bad Karma. Bad Karma. Bad Karma. Poor Serpento went under the couch. Um, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> So I've been hunting down Joe's because I've uh, noticed there's quite a few local guys. I mean, you're talking about local um, sellers and stuff, Ron and and Mark. Uh, We've had a few guys locally that have been like, you know, sort of shedding off their collection a little bit. And I've been making contact with them through Facebook and various other places. And of course, Bid or Buy, uh, who is usually my go-to. But uh, I stumbled on some cool stuff, and this is something I was very excited about last week, and I did hint at, hint at it, so I finally got them. So I'm going to show you my first item. Is this bad boy. I oh, finally boy. have a claw. And technically, <laughs> I have a complete storm shadow <laughs> because of the claw. So, guys, this yep. is a piece I've been wanting. Like I said last week, I've been wanting this piece ever since I saw uh, Steve uh, Steven's vintage uh, claw and ugh, wow, it's an amazing toy. Yeah, Paul, it, it should actually be kind of Storm Shadow's you know, loadout. It's so irrevocably linked to him. I, I exactly. suppose issue 21 is to blame for that primarily, but like it makes makes so much sense for a high-tech ninja to have a, a effectively a rocket glider to get into inaccessible places. But, but, and this is a point that I made with you off air, like, mm. the claw gives us a glimpse of, like, the future of drone warfare. Because, you know, you put the bomb in the middle of the claw, it no longer is meant to take an occupant. It is intended to be 
a drone, an attack mm. vehicle that is unmanned. Um, and yeah, I mean, drone strikes are, are now big news, um, perhaps for the wrong reasons, but like it's a very effective tool in modern combat. And Cobra was fielding them in 1983, man. Damn right. And also Pretty something that's worth thing. and something worth mentioning is like uh, when I went to my folks' place to go and pick up a few things, and uh, I dug out my modern era claw, and yeah, it is. And I hate to say this, but it is a piece of crap compared to this. This Thank you. is beauty. This is an amazing, you know, feat in toy engineering, in my opinion. Um, the the sort of repressed version we got for the modern era is absolute rubbish. Um, so much so that when I showed Celia, she actually thought like, wow, she was like, that's really not as cool. Like, she's like, that's lame. <laughs> um, only one little uh, misfire on the claw, which I find kind of funny. Uh, every Joe that I've plugged into the claw so far has fitted quite snugly, except for Storm Shadow. <laughs> so Storm oh, Shadow, irony. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because Storm Shadow's um, back peg is maybe a bit more shallow than the others or something, but he doesn't fit in there that well. And I don't want to force it, you know, but I know how to get how to get it there to, you know, how to stick it there so that he stays there if I really need it to be. The next cool thing I got was <laughs> T Blue Tech. Hey, Paul got a Ram. I got a Ram, a vintage Ram, Nochal. So, yeah, Nochal. I can be Nochal. <laughs> Just because we have Dutchmen in our nice. attendance, it's, yeah, uh, there you go. Familiar. I was gonna say. <laughs> Just because we have Dutchmen in attendance doesn't mean we can just open up the cra crack open the the tall brew. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we are we are South African podcast as well, so you know, every now and then it's fun. <laughs> But yeah, guys, we have a small but dedicated listenership in South Africa. It's very touching. Hey, so this right? was to all you real South African heroes. Too bad about the rugby. More on this later. <laughs> so yeah, I finally got a vintage Ram. Uh, it has its merits in that it's a vintage vehicle. It's definitely um, a piece from its time. It's something I've always wanted. This one actually needs a little bit of TLC and I don't want to go into it too much. Um, but uh, the gun on the side does come off uh, and I know how to fix that. It's actually a really easy fix. Uh, but uh, the front forks, the front fork is not 100% straight. So I'm just busy working that because it was super glued, if not by the previous owner, by the person before the previous owner, the previous previous owner um, <clears throat> had glued the forks in because I imagine they can be quite troublesome. So I'm just sort of slowly working that fork loose so that I can get it straight. Um, but also it's a very fragile, um, piece on the, on the, on the toy itself. So I don't want to break it. So it's one of those slow, slow things. Anyway, moving on what to are the you next using to, what are you using to remove the glue? Oh, I'm using nail polish remover. Um, but I've now sort of moved into using rubbing alcohol because it seems to be doing a, a slightly better <laughs> job on the super glue. So, because I, you know, that's the thing I'm sort of going through. The only thing I don't want to use is vinegar because I'm worried that's going to crack the plastic because believe it or not, it will. Um, but, uh, rubbing alcohol, I think will get me there. I just have to sort of inject it there. If that makes sense. Like you can't just like soak it there. What I've been doing is I've been putting, um, rubbing alcohol on cotton, on a cotton bud, not a cotton bud on, um, a roll of cotton, cotton, you know, uh, cotton swab, whatever's. And like sort of been jamming it in there and then letting it sort of sit so that the juices sort of flow into the bike and hopefully like loosen that fork a little bit. 
Um, Phrasing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Paul, honestly, if you said to me, what is the least caustic of the three things, nail polish remover, uh, rubbing alcohol, and vinegar, I would never have said, uh, I would say, I would never think that vinegar is the most uh, corrosive or damaging. Like, I, I, I always thought maybe, you know, the alcohol would be doing a number on the plastic. But uh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to use thinners. And uh, and just word to the wise folks, don't use thinners for stuff like this. Thinners will definitely crack or melt the plastic. So it's putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then my next awesome acquisition. Ha ha. I got my <laughs> own hit- hooded Cobra Commander. Yeah. <laughs> Very So, good. I mean, I've always had the trouble bubble thanks to, to Jim. But uh, yeah, I now have my own hooded Cobra Commander, which is great, which means I got um, both managed to somehow both uh, get both CCs in one year, which is awesome, because now I have, you know, all of the the pre 90s Cobra Commanders, I got hooded, helmeted and battle armor. So yay. I gotta say he's a cool toy and I didn't realize this, but the hood has kind of got like a bit of a rubbery sort of vibe to it, which was surprising. I, I always thought it was sculpted with the hard plastic. Uh, so that Very was kind of a Very useful, I might say. And mm. there's a, a, a real story linked to this. So two years ago, when Rob <laughs> and I shot a review of all the blue Cobra toys in our position, uh, it was for Cobra Convergence of that year. I took a, a picture with the Rattler that actually that Ron got for us um, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of blue toys. Uh, and I took the picture against a blue sky, which <laughs> I had to climb to the top of the roof to do. Um, and it was a slightly windy day. So my attentions were completely on keeping the Rattler from blowing off the roof and, and uh, falling to its imminent destruction. Unfortunately, <laughs> Cobra Commander took a, a, a nosedive and landed, like, on concrete. You're expecting this toy from the early 80s to shatter into a million pieces, but no, he landed on the rubbery head. And that <laughs> must have just taken all the impact because he was untouched. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, oh man, at least he's going to be minus a crotch. But no, he's fine. No, he's good. <laughs> he, he, he hit it hard with his head and you know, it all worked out. Yep. So, Rubber will, will save your head, boys. No, true that. <laughs> Listen, in all fairness, having both of these uh, guys in hand now, I can say that the for me personally, the masked Cobra Commander is the better one for me. I think it's the cooler looking of the two. Um, I can see the merit in the hooded version. And this is like... Like nothing weird, like, oh my word, like I have some kind of a strange bias towards the hooded version. I've always liked the hooded version in the comic book and I think it works really well. But as a toy and, and comparing these two, maybe it's just the gold or something on the hooded version of Cobra Commander that I don't like so much. But uh, of the two toys, the, the helmeted is definitely my favorite. Um, but then again, I love them both because hmm. you shouldn't really pick your, uh, pick your favorite child. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> uh, onto the, and this is like, for me, and I, yes, I am hyping this up, and I know when I eventually show it, everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. But this is a big thing for me, and ironically, it's a big thing for me again. I got Destro, again. 
but <laughs> this time he has the correct crotch, which is awesome. He's not that much of a beater figure inside. Um, you know, his O-rings and everything are intact. He's, he's such a beautiful minty speci- a specimen of Destro. He's got his backpack. Um, not shown in the pic. No, it is shown in the picture. It's just very obscure. And he's got his gun. Yay! There's a whole bunch of collector stress that's just been removed off my shoulders. <laughs> but yes, I finally now have a proper, complete Destro. And oddly enough, I have a stunt Destro. So this brings me lots of joy. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just, just going around the room. Uh, would anyone disagree with me if I was to say that Destro's Destro V1's pistol is the best pistol produced in the classic G.I. Joe line? No, this is what, no, no disagreement this is what here. Talk. <laughs> yeah, there's no disagreements. No. Well, be sure to hit me in the comments if, uh, if you've got one better. Maybe Zartan's got it's, a better pistol. It's beautifully I, I scaled. It's, it's wonderful. Mm. One of the best sculpts, I would say. It does that beautiful sort of Luger meets Han Solo's blaster, but with a far more elegant barrel. And it's, as you say, wonderfully scaled. The fact that he has a molded holster that is empty is another thing that just like delights my OCD. He he's a joy to pose because of it. Oh. I always felt that leadership figures should have uh, small uh, handguns, you know, because the, they don't really uh, go to battle with uh, huge uh, weaponry. Um, mm. that, that's what the soldiers do. It, it just seems more fitting. Mm. And in Destro's case, I think there's that Iron Man versus War Machine philosophy that Destro doesn't need bulky weapons because all of his weapons are sort of miniaturized on his person. Like he is able to knock out tanks and aircraft, but just thanks to his gauntlets. Uh, he keeps all his best toys for himself, basically, as a master of weapons. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, we've blown off course slightly, but Paul, I'm thrilled that you have a, uh, a minty Destro with all his gear. Because that Yay. is a spectacular toy. Mm. Right? I mean, you've been talking it up for years. And now that I finally have <laughs> a pistol in hand. <laughs> now that I finally have Destro with his pistol in hand. Which sounds only marginally better than what I first said. I am very, very happy. And I can see the hype. I can see where you're coming from. And then also, just a small reminder. Guys, if you <laughs> haven't got this toy yet. She is incredible. Wow. What um, toy is that, Paul? the the baroness from the gi joe snake eyes movie which everybody loved loved to hate or hated um but the toy is great i see that guys are starting to pick them up i've noticed on facebook uh some of the Bergforce have been uh posting pictures of their uh recent acquisitions and most of them have been from the snake eyes movies lately which is awesome to see um and this is just me doing a small push for this incredible figure because i showed this toy off uh to a work colleague who is a big fan of this actress um she this uh this actress like is ursula cabrero there we go thank you for the mm-hmm. name because i was i could only remember ursula and tokyo because she's in a show called money heist and so i oh. sent this picture to my co-worker and um she looked at it and she's like oh my word that is incredible that looks you know she's like that's just like her that's such a stunning toy so i was like yeah so i just wanted to just uh 
hype this up a little bit. So these are just some shots that I took of the, of the toy that I showed to my coworker, but that I've also been sort of working into hopefully doing a, a nice review of it. Anyway, guys, not so much new stuff. It's that's a, that's an old new stuff, but I just wanted to hype the figure a bit. And that is me for new stuff. And I'm so glad, uh, so happy. Like, yay! I got some cool new Joe stuff. Yay. Bergforce anyway. have weighed in on the pistol debate. It seems MCDJ ACDC is voting for Zartan's pistol. Uh, Hans Chow says that Major Blood's pistol, it shoots rockets. Uh, so those are also very strong contenders. It's anybody's guess which one is out in front. Perhaps we will hit the uh, socials with a little bit of a poll. Sounds like a hotbed of, of, of controversy. Which of the sort of key Cobra personnel is packing the best pistol? Or is it, in fact, a Joe? I mean, do I have any love for Keel Hall's pistol, for instance? Uh, Chuckles <laughs> has got a nice piece. Um, gee, if you can find one, hard tops. Oof, good luck. <laughs> um, I guess that leaves it with me, gents. I did pick up something this past hey. week. Um, last minute auction. I was literally putting my son to bed and entering a sniper bid. And it actually happened when the auction was closing. So like I had the sort of turning wheel for a lot longer than I expected, fully expecting the next screen to say, sorry, you missed out on the item, but it said, congratulations, you won the item. I was like, what? I put in a super low bid. This is incredible. So yes, good times all around. Um, Anybody want to hazard a guess as to what it was? Uh, the hint is, yes, Steve has just knocked out another one of his five wishlist items for 2021. Oh, yeah. But uh, that means nothing because I don't know if Paul or Rob can remember what the <laughs> five <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Um, in the chats, Hans immediately shoots back with fins for the Sky Striker. <laughs> um, <laughs> That would be quite a score, and a, a pair of them did come up for a local Australian auction this past weekend. But no, I'm not counting that because, like, the Sky Striker was a thing. I knocked it off the list. It's done. It's mine. I don't care if it doesn't have fins. It's not like I'm able to play with it, anyways. It's in my virtual collection. Um, as will this next next item. So um, I, I got to come back to my boys. Anyone want to venture a guess? Uh, Ron and Mark, you're welcome to pitch in if you want. Um, might be a little bit obscure, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think what, what, what you... I mean, I've seen your videos, of course, with what you already have. Buddy, I don't thinking. blame you. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> Hell, I don't remember what Paul or Rob said. I think... Oh, thank God. Rob, you, you wanted a... Yeah, yeah, Paul, you were all over the map. You were talking like Motu stuff. Um, Rob, you wanted a swivel arm scarlet. Oh, wasn't. Yes. And a dusty... <laughs> And I can't remember what else. Uh, ice Cream Soldier. Ice Cream Soldier. Yeah. Well, t two out of those three uh, are yours. Um, what were the other two then? No, I'm even struggling to remember my own choices. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the, the adult <laughs> minds. Of Wait, hold on. Did you, maybe, did you maybe get an Action Force Havoc? Because that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I don't know. Action Force Havoc. Um, it wasn't a wishlist item. I, I did kind of discuss one because one had become available at the right price but i just i don't know i couldn't bring myself to get a second havoc i'm like <laughs> one's enough for me well, maybe and of the course Paul, force apc 
Ooh, good one, Ron. That is a, a beaut. The the ATC with all its incredible stickerings and yeah. additional kind of positions and uh, inter internal activities and things. Uh, and that turret, which is so good. But no, no. It, it, uh... Okay, I'll put you out of your misery, gents. Good guesses, <laughs> though. Um, <laughs> it was the Toxo Zombie. Oh, really? Toxo Zombie. A wow, figure dude, which I've had... I have had the opportunity Ugh. to buy Ugh. twice <laughs> on card. This thing. Oh, okay. oh dear. <laughs> you don't like it, Mark? Apparently not. <laughs> Who is pouring uh, scorn on my I recent I really hate that figure. <laughs> Do you have one? This figure was for me the reason why I, yeah, I stopped buying Joe's when I was a kid. I, I, this was... That this crossed the line, I thought, no, this is not my G.I. Joe from the show. And, uh, uh, I can as an appreciate the fun now, factor I in this. I can appreciate the, the fact that it's in Toxo Viper and everything, but... Yeah. But look at the sculpting, gents. Look it's at that exposed gruesome. face creeping it's, out it's of the helmet. It's definitely a it's beautiful looking <laughs> toy, but I mean, does it fit in G.I. Joe? I think that's what Mark's kind of... As Toy Galaxy would say. The file, card, <laughs> the file card couches it quite nicely in that if you have guys like the Toxo Vipers handling corrosive radioactive waste, uh, this is their ultimate fate. <laughs> that, you know, if, if uh, and, and their suits, by their own admission, are built by the lowest bidder. So it's only a matter of time before you've basically been exposed to too much bad radioactive materials. I mean, this is a very 90s understanding of how radioactivity works. <laughs> it won't outright kill you. It'll mutate you into some kind of flesh-eating zombie. Well, absolutely. And the colors work, in my opinion, because, toxic you know, just like, just like a figure would kind of <laughs> fade in the sunlight, if you've been exposed to crazy goop, radioactive glowing stuff it is going to bleach your green to like a neon green and your purple to this like hot pink and the head sculpt if i just dial my mind back to 1992 this would have blown my brain it would be like a decade later almost when mcfarlane toys started bringing us this kind of level of gruesome detailing but it was absolutely unheard of in star wars or in gi joe so, had I seen Toxo Zombie at the time, I would have snapped him up with relish. Um, it is a cruel joke of fate that I encountered him twice on card, in the flesh, as an adult, and didn't buy him because I was like, no, nah, that's a carded version, I'm going to leave it for a card collector. I'm going to rather hold out for a loose one. Well, a loose one never came, and now with Joe Prices the way they are, boy oh boy was I thrilled over the moon to get this one for the princely sum of $31 because uh, I've seen them go for far far more just a small shout out uh, Hans uh, said I have to admit I have a weak spot for cesspool that figure is pretty sweet to me me too Hans Agreed. and that was one of the most gruesome uh, G.I. Joe toys if not the most gruesome uh, G.I. Joe toy we had at the time so I feel like your Toxo Viper Steve is way up there I think it's super cool and uh darren cobb says he needs a mop a tutu and a girl hell yeah <laughs> he's a toxic <laughs> crusader or avenger technically 
I saw some great reviews on the Toxic Crusaders. Those were colorful, fun toys for their time. Oh, I love them. I had, like, most of them. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, man, of course. No I was zone. a Ninja Turtles fan. <laughs> yeah, and he was so cool because Nozone had this, like, little yellow canister. And I only found it, like, two weeks later after having the, the figure because I was fiddling with the canister and it opened. And it had slime in it, dude. And I was dude. always wondering why there was, like, a, a hole in his head. And it's so that you could, like, drop the slime in so that it could come through his nose. Totally <laughs> burger action. That? That's so oh, radical. It's so bodacious. Yeah, oh, I, but the, and the first one I ever bought was the military guy. Because, uh, you know, he, he just, I don't know, something, uh, I think there was, you know, obviously uh, I love G.I. Joe. So I think the, the soldier part of him, like, spoke to me. But yeah, man, that was cool. Uh, David and I had all of them. Dr. Killamoff, those radiation troopers, I think they're called. Mm. Um, radiation Nozone. Ranger. Radiation Ranger, yes. Did uh, you have a... Bonehead? Oof. Now that you mention it, I think that's one we didn't have. That was the best one. And it was my first one. And I had him and his smog cycle. Like his entire face was glow in the that's dark. That's why we didn't have him. Yeah. So yeah. rad. Um, I, I think I was nine years old. It was my birthday. And I remember playing with him on the way back from the spur at the waterfront. <laughs> uh, he had great hands. Like he had a hand that sort of was pointing forward and a hand that had like a, a thumbs up. So yeah. Alistair, Alistair used to be like, like with a pointy finger, hey you, and then with the, the, the thumbs up finger and kind of chuck it over his shoulder and say, get out. <laughs> hey you, get out. It's great. Actually, he had to be there, guys. Did have him. Looking at he a did. picture of him now. Did have him, yeah. yeah. Terrific. Anyways, so, guys, this isn't sorry, an eco-warriors chat. No, no, I, I think I'm pretty much done. Um, anyone watching anything cool, playing anything cool, reading anything cool? Yes. Hit me. Because oh, I didn't yeah. get a chance to say so last time. <laughs> yes. Oh, you finally you remembered. So last week, um, last week uh, I finished Castlevania Symphony of the Night again. Uh, I think I may, may have mentioned I was playing it again, and I finished it. And it was quite cool because somewhere along the line, Robert Kalupitan, how's it bud? Uh, he obviously listened to that show, and he sent me a whole bunch of uh, strategy guides for that. Um, and it was really like really sweet of him because it was such a nostalgic trip for me because i used to have that egm squared um there were two issues that actually had the whole guide spread over it and uh it was so cool that he sent me pictures of it because somewhere along the line i've lost that magazine and it's quite sad so robert thank you so much for sending that uh those scans all those uh, photos of the magazine that was super super welcome but yeah that's the game i've been playing and um i watched a really awesome movie called kate if you guys haven't checked it out yet super super cool really enjoyed it um you know you're talking about radiation poisoning well there, there's some a good example of that in there uh but yeah guys if you haven't checked it out yet go and check it out i still reckon that um if they did a modern gi joe movie or they had to cast lady J, I feel like mary elizabeth Winst uh, winstead would be a great shoe-in uh, maybe not necessarily all the way in terms of looks, but I think she definitely has the gravitas and I think she could carry that kind of character through a, a film and um, make Lady J awesome. Anyway, the other thing, and Rob, this is for you, buddy. Thank you so much for this recommendation because I wasn't going to touch this show at all. I thought it was great for the kids and I was going to leave it at that. But I, thanks to last week's episode, uh, clicked on it on Netflix. And that, of course, is... He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, super CG kiddie version. 
And guys, yeah. it is awesome. Yes, it is. I watched. I finished watching this morning the the last episode, and uh, it, it has so uh, many great new ideas. Uh, for example, yeah. the sharing of the power, uh, which I really, really digged. Yeah, it's so cool. You know, it's I think what I love cool. the. I think what I love about it is that it just gives me what I want from Motu. It's yeah. like the original Motu is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a great show, but I feel like there's so much stuff that's unanswered and they sort of tiptoe around Eternia and they don't do anything. But this has got like a proper story. I actually go, okay, I see the genesis of these characters and I'm moving through and you know, even though the lore is different, I'm like, yes, it's its own thing and I and I can get in there. Um and I love that design for Skeletor. My word, yeah. Jeff Matsuda, you, I love your work, man. Uh, I loved his The Batman show, and I dig this. This is very cool. It gets my full um, pseudo Motu fan endorsement. So thank you, Rob, for putting that in front of me. Absolutely, uh, I, I totally agree with you. I like what they've done with Castle Grayskull, the inside. Uh, it's a very strange place. That is beautiful done. Uh, I like the fact that they're using their own names instead of the nicknames. Uh, yes. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful show, definitely. I love the revelation of the, the like the girl from the from the cat uh, village. I was like, okay, so who's she supposed to be? Like <laughs> hitting things with her helmet, and then eventually she transforms. And then there's like a line when they're first fighting against Skeletor's, you know, like finding them in Castle Grayskull. Like Ram Ma'am. And I was like, oh, okay, that's Ram Man. <laughs> and there's a there's this really cool nod in there. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything, but when they they go and face Skeletor and Snake Mountain and at the base of the castle and Skeletor's like talking to them and then he's like I can't hear you because you don't have a mic I have a mic and then the mic sort of goes like the old Snake Mountain <laughs> mic <laughs> like, that's so he's, great he's actually blaming the old uh, technology technology <laughs> oh, that was so cool yeah um but anyway, yeah, guys, uh, if you even, uh, I reckon you try it out. I know it seems super kitty. The trailer will put you off it. Just watch an episode or two. See if you dig it. If you don't dig it, hey, yeah. that's cool. Whatever. Yeah, but if you do dig it. it, you score. But I think so. it's, it's a good example of, of someone kind of taking a pre-existing, because usually I don't like it when they kind of try and reinvent existing properties. Um, or at least, you know, something is really old and they try and do it again. But I think this is an example of where they've actually done something interesting and different. Um, and they've kind of made it their own while kind of, I suppose, still kind of showing you, uh, the, you know, these are the characters you, you've enjoyed before, but, and this is our take on it. And they went, they fully took it on. I mean, I like that the origin stories are very different from the original series. But also and in some regards, quite similar, which is Yeah, cool. as well. But I mean, like yeah. it's its own thing. Um, so I'm curious to see like where, where they will go from here. Definitely. And also another thing. And before I jump off and let you guys take the mic from me, because you, you're busy, I can feel like you're like, give me the fucking mic, Paul. Um, all I'm going to go say is, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -da. watch that trailer. And that's what I'm going to leave it at. You guys take it away. <laughs> well, what have I been watching? So this week I watched, I started watching something that I saw a trailer for, for a while ago and didn't know what it was about. I still, I mean, I, can't, I know now because I'm watching it. Um, but it's a, I think it's a short series called Midnight Mass. Um, <gasps> yes. Wait, okay. I have no idea what it was about. So as I started watching, I was like, oh, so 
that's what what it's about. And I've discovered afterwards that apparently it's by the same creator of a series called uh, Hill in the House or something. And apparently that's pretty Hill. good. Or Haunting on yes, Hill House. Yes, that one. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm probably going to go back to and watch. But this has been very interesting. It kind of takes its own time. Um, and it's kind of very focused on more of the characters and the like the crazy ideas and thoughts like that this 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 location and these people um create um and it it's actually really cool it, it makes you think um the effects of were pretty decent overall so far um and i'm looking forward to finishing it i'm halfway through so i've got like three episodes to go yeah it's that, really good that was a small argument here in the in the lobster residence oh. <laughs> <laughs> um i have i'm trying to get I want Celia to sit down and watch Back to the Future or Jurassic Park or Terminator 2 with me. Um, and like, so she's like, yo, do you want to watch something? And I'm like, yo, how's about like Back to the Future or Terminator? And she's like, not really in the mood for that. I'm like, oh, and she's like, what's this Midnight Mass? And there was a few other things. And I'm like, oh God, it's another like possession thing or it's another fucking crime drama. I'm like, I'm so sick of that shit on Netflix right now. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch. Anyway, we had a small argument and I was like, okay, fine. Let's watch it. And then I'm like sitting there in a more grumpy face and I'm like, Oof. and then it like, it gets halfway through the first episode. I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. And then she's like, it is. I'm like, oh shit, I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've been enjoying that as well. Sorry, I just didn't want to mention it until I'd finished it. Cool. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to kind of finish it, but like so far I've, I've been really enjoying it and it's got kind of nice, um, uh, visually, it's very interesting, um, and the story—it's—it's it's got compelling ideas. It's kind of like um, this: this this man returns to the, his home, is is a you know where he grew up. It's an island. Um, it's a fishing village, essentially in decline. Um, very religious, um, Catholic uh, community, and and kind of like what happens after that. And then with his return, it also comes a new priest for the island because the old priest is, um, is gone somewhere and we don't know where. And what happens after that? Um, I, I would say it's, it's very suspenseful. I suppose it has, yeah, I don't want to say too much. I mean, you kind of just have to start watching it and go and decide for yourself if you want to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit Lovecraftian, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, what have you been watching, dude? Oh, this and that, that and this. Uh, Radiohead, a band that is of enormous significance to me, uh, released a new video this past week. If Ooh. you say, if you say the word, which will be on their forthcoming album in November. Oh, sorry. If you say the word. If you say the word. If you say the if word. If you say the word. If you say the, the word. That's the name of the track. If you say the you're word. Just pronounce, um, you, you're just pronouncing it slightly <laughs> differently. There were no different <laughs> words there. Just making stuff up, uh, Rob. Well, I was testing myself to see if, if I actually remembered word, it off the top of my head while I scrambled for my notes that had it written down <laughs> on them. Um, but yes, the, the album drops early November. It's called Kid so A Amnesia. Well, Rob, now you oh, know, man. I'm so that's of... not an album. That's the re-releasing it. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Okay. It's a remaster of Kid A and Amnesiac. Oh, uh, yeah, on their were... on their twentieth anniversary, but there'll be new tracks, so I'm calling it a new album. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's the same when they they re-released um, Okay Computer. Didn't that also have new tracks as well? Eh, whatever. Um, bottom line, <laughs> this, Fuck this Okay Computer. <laughs> this band, I really imprinted upon as a youth, and fortunately, 
they've only their, their meaningfulness is only deepened as I become an adult and and even older adults. Um, so it's with some gratitude that I that I realize I'm printed on like Radiohead and not Nickelback or some shit like oh, you God. know. I mean, no band that that, that that has some significance uh, and 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 have some staying power. Green Day. <laughs> well, you know, no offense to all the Green Day well. fans out there, but like. Radiohead still speaks to me. It speaks to me mm-hmm. even more in these rather tumultuous mm-hmm. and horrifying times. Um, but I've also been watching most recently Action Robot Punch video showing off his incredible 3D printing work uh, to create a kind of recovery vehicle out of a Wolverine shell. And that is the CoverGirl Wolverine. It's, really it's awesome. got a... F- front scoop a crane and a kind of a i suppose a, a, a bed for the crane also a little basket for i suppose i don't know tools but basically it is a way to spruce up um your bog standard vehicle shell that doesn't have a missile box or an engine cover anymore like wow that is very very innovative and i certainly hope that uh, that ted is able to perhaps bring this to um to collectors out there because yeah he, he will definitely have a, a a burgeoning market for this kind of work because the quality of it is so good he has one hell of a printer to get that kind of smoothness of of release um and i mean his it, design of it initially the 3d design i mean that has to go into that to actually make it look good before you even and the prototyping it. to make sure it fits so he's printed yeah, that thing at least like three thing. or four times to make sure that mm-hmm. it fits because things settle and it's, it could be quite an adventure. And the Actually, mechanical detail he's put into it make it right at home with that G.I. Joe aesthetic. I mean, the sculptors of the Wolverine, I think, would be proud to have these parts slapped onto it. So, <laughs> yeah, massive props, Action Robot Punch. I see some I see some plastic cups in the background, so I think um, there's a high likelihood he may have printed these out and made some molds of them to test them out as well. <laughs> but I mean that's just conjecture. I would love to have um, Action Robot Punch on on the show sometime for us to talk a bit of cool stuff about some of his customs because he does some. I have awesome a sneaky suspicion he'd love to join us. He's certainly a fan and- of the play motion stuff. And uh, also just a, a small shout out to him uh, recently with my RAM. It's his video that actually gave me some good ideas on how to fix my RAM. And uh, yeah, so thank you, dude. And I enjoyed the play motion in them as well. So yay. I also anyway. watched the rugby <laughs> live. Oh, yes, that's right. So <laughs> jealous. As a family, <laughs> we went to the, the Queensland Bank Stadium here in Townsville and were treated to the New Zealanders versus the Springboks. So oh, it was an all blacks Springboks clash. And I'm very relieved to say it wasn't a complete massacre. Um, the the scoreline was close. It was 19 to 17. I think there were only two tries in it and the rest came from penalties. Uh, no, maybe the Kiwis scored another try. I'm trying to remember. I mean, it's my memories are pretty fractured because I had a six month old on my lap who was partying guys this kid <laughs> was going ballistic loving 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 it um he got to stay up past past his bedtime 
and yeah he was the coolest dude let me just assure you um so El- elliot enjoyed his first international test and uh, mom and dad came out on the other side not too worse for wear <laughs> oh look at those brillos dude yeah he was as i say the coolest guy um, of course, we were in the stand that was facing the setting sun, so we probably missed about the first 15 minutes of the game, thanks to that. But uh, uh, once the sun set below the stands, yeah, it was the atmosphere was incredible and gave me a glimpse at the world that was, you know, a world where international travel was free and easy and we could all just come together for events like sports or concerts or whatever. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure every South African in Queensland attended this match and obviously the kiwis were there in force there were even some argentinians because i mean this was one hell of a derby night like it was the all blacks versus the Springboks, and immediately after that the wallabies versus the pumas so yeah four nations (laughs) Mm -hmm. very very cool so you had to wait for the for the sunny to go behind the climber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we could go to the bottler, that arvo. Uh, I thought of another one, but I've forgotten subsequently. But yeah, oh, it's very amusing. Every every day Australia provides. It's the gift that keeps on giving, my friends. And yes, Darren, the Wallabies did come out. They did come out on top again. Bloody hell. I... No, I, I've, I've been watching Sunbow uh, sort of on off uh, and laughing gas <laughs> popped up. <laughs> like the only time they mispronounce gas. <laughs> Guys, I think we have cleared out our, uh, our to do list. And now what remains is to talk play motion. Behind That's why we're here, right? Behind oh, yes. the scenes. Barging in. So. I mean, I, I, I talk way too much. Um, I'm going to kick the mic over to, to Rob if you've got any pressing questions. Barging In was a play motion that featured on our channel some weeks back. The link will be in the description below. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a good time. Some tastefully shot toys in a cool environment with a lot of passion and a very unique approach. Hey, and even some humor to boot. So a winner in my eyes. Rob, it was a fantastic you... package overall, I think, um, because it's it's kind of it's self-contained, which it kind of reminds me of um, Training Day. Um, was it Training yeah. Day? Gra- yeah, graduation day. Was day. Kind of, graduation day was kind of self-contained. It kind of like has a start, a middle, and an end, um, and that's also what I think makes it really cool. Um, but like, I had a question about the because I didn't recognize it, but maybe it's, maybe it's an international release, but the Shark 9000 was blue. Is that a <laughs> custom? Or is that, or is that like a version I've never seen before? Oh, well, that one's correct. for you, Ron. It's... <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's, that's a custom I made. So it's, it looks um... absolutely amazing. I really love how, like, how did you, what? So what, what I did, well, apart from the colors, I used some uh, Havoc parts, some Raider parts, and some extra torpedoes to make it uh, look the way it does now. It's probably, um, like, my favorite thing from the whole thing. I mean, okay, the, you know, the Battle Barge is pretty cool, but that was, it, it was so cool to see. I was like, I, <laughs> I really thought it was something that I'd missed, you know, something that, that, that had been released maybe in India, or maybe it was a European exclusive, but, like, 
it's really fantastic. I really like mm. it. This is actually a topic um, Mark and I talked about uh, a bit more. That in the in the 90s there were actually some great sculpts, but you just need to see through the the color, yeah. and so yeah, to so to find you know the the beautiful toy. And to that point, the, the custom yeah. bomb loadout that you put on the Ghost Striker. Uh, I suppose the orange missiles were just slightly too offensive. So you've got, oh, off the top of my head, I think you've got, uh, are they Devastator missiles? There's some yeah. of those like maroon Cobra missiles that you've managed to affix to the bottom of the uh, the Ghost Striker. Was it an easy fix? Did you have to custom those parts? No, it's quite quite simple to do. And actually, you know, if you want to use a lighter load, then you can just leave those Devastator missiles uh, uh behind but um you know if you want to come come with a full package then uh, then you can use those but i actually used those mud fighter uh, bomb um those wrecks uh oh, yes. just just uh, wrapped a little um uh tape around those bomb wrecks to to make the the upper part a bit thicker so it uh, squeezes in nicely so i didn't have to make any modifications really now the uh, the Shark Nine Thousand custom was called the Constrictor, and <laughs> was there any specific uh, background to that name, or was it just kind of well, like cool snake-ish name that yeah, that, well, that hadn't been used to Mark for, for that one because he came up with that name and um, it it kind of stuck. So I really loved it, and uh, my thought behind that name is it's you know it's it's a heavily armed. Uh, boat. So, um, you know, the constrictor. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you meet this boat, it's your end, basically. <laughs> Constrict. Mm. Yeah. And it had a custom uh, operator as well. You had Admiral yeah. Latimer, Latimer, which I believe is a cartoon character. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So the, the thing, what we wanted to do with this video, first, you know, fun, of course, just for us, for ourselves, just to have fun and, you know, make a video about a silly vehicle called the Battle Barge. Um, <laughs> then we wanted to show off action features of the vehicles. I think that's very important. Also in, I believe in your earlier videos, um, that's also what I really loved. And uh, also showing versions of vehicles that uh, you don't usually see in uh, in video. So that's also why the other version of the Warthog was used, and uh, we used some custom stuff. <laughs> Just like the Joes used desert camo in the swamps. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you've got some lovely comments. I mean, the 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 the, the folks who watched it. We're very quick to respond like what vehicle was that what version of Wardog was that was that a, a custom yeah. version ah we have a picture of the constrictor so if you are watching the youtube version you are in for a treat beautiful and i noticed at one point you even used the shark 9000's um rubber band powered um uh, to uh, the, the the props right lovely feature um so extra points for for integrating it into the shoot if you don't own it in your collection i can really recommend it it's there's so much detail there and with the proper colors it really well it, it's just beautiful mm, agreed and it must be cobras <laughs> well not necessarily actually but uh <laughs> i suppose blue well mm, is blue a color that can go both ways 
Uh, I think Cobra, Cobra has far more blue representation yeah. than G.I. Joe. But, but I but, have uh, seen quite quite a few customs of this uh, of this mold. There's also a Tiger Force version, um, a green one, which mimics more the water moccasin, and they all look good, actually. Hmm. So you can it seems go like everyone ways. agrees the original coloring of this thing was just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> everyone <laughs> just, yeah. just trying to make their own better versions of it all these years later. Yeah. I even painted mine at one stage. Yeah, Rob, it was like recall? gray, wasn't it? Well, I just, I yeah, any of the neon orange or sort of hot pinkish orange parts. Yeah, those like became the like gray, I think. I painted them black. And I painted portions black. of the hull black as well. Mm. Um, I just needed a bit more detail because mine never came with its stickers. Mm. Uh... Yeah, and it came apparently sealed in box. But when I opened it, there was like a piece of... Chewing gum stuck to the inside of the box. I was like, hang on. <laughs> hang on. And there are a few parts missing as well. Like half of the shark torpedo. and eh, Whatever. The chewing gum it was fine. compensation for the missing parts. You didn't enjoy the <laughs> chewing it, gum? Look, it was a gift from my sister. I wasn't going to say, hey, sis, what's going on here? Why did you steal mm. those parts? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really wonderful to take those boats outside and in the water. Um, I think that water really adds an important element when you shoot a video. Um, uh, was it last year, Stephen, that we did that backyard uh, uh, video? Oh, yes. Uh, backyard mm -hmm. Heroes video. And uh, then I used the bug and the shark, and that was, you know, so much fun to do. Oh, yes. And uh, used some, some GoPro footage, as I recall. You actually kind of got submerged at one point. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so there's another recommendation. Check out uh, Ronald's contribution to Element X, the Backyard Battles video that we did for Cobra Convergence. Ooh, yeah, it was last year, wasn't it? Uh, I'll put a link in the description um, and, and a time code if you want to skip to, to Ron's contribution. Um, I'd like to address a controversy that uh, a number of uh, viewers pointed out. And this is something that um, is quite near and dear to my heart as well. And I'd love to get your take on it, gents. Lifeline is seen in a later sequence uh, manning a turret, is he yeah, not? And he's actually the one shooting from uh, from the Chapmay patrol boat. You cannot see him in, 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 in the shots well clearly, but he's the one who uh, fires away. Uh, it was a deliberate choice because to me, uh, the figure, uh, it came with a gun. Uh, and yeah, Doc already is a pacifist. We don't need to. Uh, and in the Benelux uh, uh, brochure, uh, he's manning the gun from the Tiger Force uh, uh, version of the of the shark, of the Tiger Shark, which is the moccasin. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we wanted to to as a sort of Easter egg uh, make a shot of of of. Uh, Outback and, and Lifeline in a water moccasin, the way they were uh, photographed in, uh, in, in in the catalog from the Benelux. Um, so that meant that he uh, yeah, was placed behind the gun. And I thought, well, let's take it all the way. I admire you for taking a stand. I also agree that, you know, in spite of his comic book and cartoon appearances and them really hammering at home, the fact that he comes with a pistol... And that in no way in his original file card does it refer to him being a pacifist. No. That really speaks to me. Yeah. You know, if you are yeah. in a combat zone, as Lifeline most likely will be, 
you've got to be in a position to, to defend yourself. Um, though, putting him on the turret at the front of the attack boat, that's a bold <laughs> choice right there. The <laughs> yeah, only way like to he's... prevent injuries, you know, is to injure people first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best defense is good offense. You don't, yeah, Hilarious. you don't have to heal anybody if they're dead. So, <laughs> no, but, but, but of course, this is uh, 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 we try to recreate a Sambo cartoonish feeling. So, uh, there are a lot of choices in there which uh, are completely nonsense. Uh, and and yeah, one of the most famous one is the sitting duck positions in almost every vehicle. Uh, uh, so yeah, this this was just uh, yeah a little joke and. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic humor throughout. Uh, I must say, like, my my personal sort of laugh out loud moment has got to be where there's a little bit of friendly fire and the constrictor deploys a mine a little too close to the cobras on the battle barge. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a toxo viper, like, with a, a basically like a, a reed or a stick or something trying to push this this uh, mine away yeah. but not only that but the voiceover it's like he's trying to blow it away with his breath like, <laughs> like, no 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 very funny <laughs> yeah. yeah that was my idea <laughs> beautiful beautiful the whole thing coming down to a card game as well also has that playful sunbow right like cartoon writing feel for me which once again very commendable gents it feels like you've managed to kind of get on top of a number of different genres. Well, it, it was staring me in the face, actually. Uh, Ace uh, always wins with, with gambling, and, and um, Copperhead is addicted to gambling. So, uh, yeah, let's put those two together and, 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 and gamble. So, yeah. it was never done before, and I thought, why not? There's an opportunity there. And uh, so I made these really little cards, and... Uh, I see that. Were they printed Very out cool. in that kind of splayed out position or did you have to set them? Uh, I printed them out uh, like that. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, it's I so mean, small. One, <laughs> one breath of, of, of wind would uh, blow them to oblivion. Oh, yeah. well, actually, that's funny you mentioned it, Stephen, because when we were recording that specific scene, you know, the wind was starting to get stronger. So um, oh, the Warthog is also positioned in such a way that the cards are protected from the wind. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> Though, yeah, I, I mean, you know wind, man. You yeah. you protect it in one direction, it decides to change, change <laughs> yeah, direction. Fingers keep falling <laughs> over and that sort of thing. <laughs> hey guys, while we're looking at the, the picture of the card game, I'm getting a good look at the Warthog. And I may have missed this when you guys were chatting earlier, just because I was getting some of the images. But um, is that your custom, Ron, that you did of the Warthog? No, no, it, this is actually... It's a uh, convention exclusive. Con yeah, convention exclusive. Wow. It's mm. marks. Yeah. It's Because oh, I was going to say, the, the, the paint job on it is actually pretty good. Like, And I was like, I was about to compliment you guys on your masking job there. Um, <laughs> but, no, that's cool. It's cool nope. to know. Uh, what convention Compliment the convention club. It was the Slaughter's Marauders. There was, was a Sergeant Slaughter and the three Marauders, or the three Renegades, I should say, in a kind yeah. of a desert scheme, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Zazel has, has... Oh, yes. It's, it's a long time ago. Uh, somewhere early 2000s uh, that this one appeared, yeah. And Back when the convention exclusives had uh, O-ring figures. I, I want to show a flash oh. a comment from G.I. Gary uh, in the chats uh, addressing... <laughs> <laughs> medic lifeline behind the machine gun. Hey, Cobra, <laughs> this is a medical shot. 
the needle just happens to be 7.62, <laughs> as in millimeter. Oh. It's a fix-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> all painless will take yeah. all your hurt away. <laughs> so I'm, I've, I, I know that you sort of covered this uh, last time we chatted about it, but uh, all of these cardboard backgrounds and whatever's, uh, are those done by somebody? Is that like mm-hmm. made by a dude that like does them that you can buy them from him? No, no, you can you can buy them. It's extreme sets. I, I make my own dioramas, but in this uh, movie, you have seen none, <laughs> none mm-hmm. of my own. Uh, this one I bought uh, because it's a two-level one and it's reminiscent of the, the interior of the Terodrome in Arise, Serpento, Arise. Mm-hmm. I think that was the inspiration they took it from. Uh, but Extreme Sets has such beautiful uh, cardboard dioramas, and I'm a sucker for cardboard. I I, I, I grew up with uh, uh, Action Force, which had a lot of cardboard, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the headquarters and such. And uh, so, to me, it's it gives me that 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 cartoon feel, but also, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it, it belongs to GI Joe cardboard somehow. I don't know why, but. So I make my own dioramas, but yeah, in this case, this is not, not one of mine, no. No, because they are stunning. I mean, they, they've got a great color yes. palette. This, um, is, this, is, this is, I think, one of the best one they, they've, they've made for, for, well, it's not specific for G.I. Joe, but it's, it's really inspired by the Sunbow cartoon, so yeah. Yeah, because I see your one little computer console there. It's uh, the silver one. I'm going to go back. That to is one, one I made myself, yeah. I was going to say, it's very similar to the one I made for the Bergforce. Um, it's actually on our Patreon if you guys want to download. I've got one that's okay, got a very okay. similar shape to that with different configurations and whatever. So if you guys are well, keen, if you want to add to your what dioramas. I, what, what I try to do with the uh, the little consoles, because uh, I, I I wanted consoles that, that would have chairs with them. So that's mm-hmm. why I made these. Uh, and the shape is similar to the consoles that came with uh, with the Extreme set. So uh, mm. the yeah, shape is, 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 yeah. That's very cool. No, I really like them. I'm actually kind of keen on some for myself, to be honest. <laughs> so that's why I had to ask. And I'm sure there's many guys watching this that feel the same way. They're like, oh, wow, that would, would be so cool to get some of those and to dress up my toy shelf with those. I'm sure there's a lot of army builders out there that would love uh, to put this into their glass cases at the back, you know, yeah. and give their their armies, their like, you know, their masses of Crimson Guards and Cobra offices a nice backdrop as opposed to just you know the wall <laughs> so cool yeah and it's they uh, have a lot of things in 3d and that's 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 also uh, really cool yeah and bot's got our back in the comments apparently that marauders set with the warthog uh was a 2006 exclusive ah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay. which would make sense because it was kind of on the eve of uh, the 25th anniversary the yeah. modern construction hadn't kind of come into into place just yet oh nice but uh we'll put some uh links for these sets uh in the description below so if you are keen to check out some some paper goods um to dress a set for your your action figures check out yeah. extreme sets nice thanks I don't know about you, should, you, should, you should be careful though they have sometimes the same set for uh the scale of joe's but also for for uh, greater scales uh, six seven inch uh, figures okay. uh so look very careful which one you take otherwise you end up with a with something too small too too big yeah. <laughs> you're speaking mm-hmm. from experience mark 
No, but uh, no, I, I haven't made that mistake, but I, I buy also their sets for, for my Transformers and my Motu figures. So that's why I know this. Yeah. Right. Cool. And then um, Hans Chao mentioned, he's like, I'm the punk, although he insists it's pink, who forked <laughs> out for Rage and Spoon's complex system. Dude, I feel you on that. That thing is so cool. I saw those at Jocon and I was blown away by what they did there. It's just... I didn't quite have the budget at that time to splurge on it. And I was always hoping that I would somehow get around to getting to them online. But I kind of feel there's a sweet spot with um, diorama stuff. You know, you can kind of go with a mix of the plastic and a mix of the card, uh, cardboard, especially if you, you know, sort of use your plastic stuff as a lot of your foreground elements and your cardboard as your background. But then again, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, I'd love to see that uh, sometime, Hans. So, you know, send us some pics. <laughs> um, Cool. I, yeah, there was one shot, there was one moment in this um, play motion that I actually quite enjoyed. Uh, oh, just was... one, Paul. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I enjoyed the whole Being generous thing. with the words, eh? <laughs> we, all, we all have our, like, little favorite moments. Uh, yeah, so it had to do with these guys. So I loved uh, the fact that these guys have a very um, asterisk and obelisk kind of uh, presence to them. Uh, not in that they are Asterix and Obelix, but in the Asterix and Obelix books, uh, there's always guys that are delivering some kind of commentary in the background somewhere. Uh, and these guys sort of reminded me of that. And it was and it was so great that you guys put the camera on them. So everything's like happening around them. And you just got these three losers that are in the little battle barge. <laughs> and they're chilling out. And I got to say, I love that. That was one of the like standout moments. I mean, all of your action scenes and everything that you did are very good. And I feel like they they really complement these sort of quiet moments. Because uh, I know that when I initially scrubbed through this, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's very clever. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys some like, you know, kudos for that. That was Thank great. You, um, and I enjoyed the character that you imbued with them. The fact that these are maybe like three buddies, you know, and I, I would love to see them featured in another one of your play motion things like you know sort of in the background or now they've been promoted to like you know the bug crew or to like um, whatever you, you, know, you are like, giving me some ideas so yeah it's just these three dudes it's like and i mean you could even you could even like just change up their uniforms again and put them back to whatever else they could be and just if you deliver the voice performances the same way uh, it'd be cool because I dig that. I think it's great. And I, it, it, it actually makes me want to do like kind of a, it's inspiring me to maybe do like a bit of a fan art of these guys, you know, because it's such a cool sub team, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I had to mention that. Um, Thanks. And then also, Mark, uh, now that I have you here, uh, cool jacket, dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any shots of, of you in your jacket, but yeah, cool jacket. I'm, I'm a... Yeah, it's it's always worth mentioning. Anyway, that that's it for <laughs> nice me. Nice Rolex, yes. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Rolex? A Rolex? Oh, no, the watch. I, I caught sight of your watch at one point. I was like, mm. so is it yeah, stainless steel well, band? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it you can brand. take the South African out of South Africa, but you can't <laughs> take the South Africa out of the South African. Yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 yeah, ha, ha. I like a watch, bro. Can I hold it for you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that's what Playmotion is all about. Like, 
we aren't trying to cheat the fact that we have hands manipulating these toys. That's the kind of a jubilant thing about it, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, that and the fact that, like, there's no ways you could shoot this in stop motion. You can't go out to a location and expect it to behave while you gather mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of still shots. Uh, it has to happen kinetically. It has to happen live. So, yeah. Happily, the, the hands in the shot is the price we pay. Well, uh, with play motion, I I don't mind that. It's it's part of uh, why it's play motion. And uh, at at one point, it's even so. Uh, when when I talk, when I uh, see uh, what you do, uh, you don't even see the hands anymore. Uh, oh, I know. I've I've kind of become a bit of a stickler about that. Like the hands are always there. I can assure you, Mark. Um, yeah, I just but... crop I crop the shots now, yeah, so you'll and, see a and, lot of like waist up shots. No, but also you focus so on on on, on the toys themselves uh, as a, as one as who, who watches you. The story is good, so you follow that. So you tend yes. to forget that it's that it's animated by hands. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah, I don't mm, think it's a very problem. Japanese thing, by the way. Just saying it is okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. the first the first blushings I had with it was when I think of live puppeteering on stage. Where the mm -hmm. puppeteers are dressed in black, yeah, you but your focus is entirely on the puppet. Yeah, I and think it's, it's, it's definitely a live action thing. It's a it's a theatrical, it's a theater thing. Um, when you go to the theater, you do kind of suspend your disbelief more than you would when you go and see a movie, and somehow it works in 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 the, these videos, I think as well. Yeah, I don't. But see also, the code kudos anymore. to it's the scripting. Like dress, you know. <laughs> building <laughs> but kudos to the scripting mark and i believe uh, you wrote it you are yeah. a writer in 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 real life i am a writer in real life yeah mm, albeit not a famous oh, one <laughs> uh well we'll settle for infamy then you're infamous on gi joeberg my friend okay. um, hey, pays the yes, it had a lovely warmth and playfulness to it which now, i had a lot of fun writing uh, the characters for those three especially uh um I, I already heard the voice of the Toxo Viper in my head when I wrote him. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I said to Ron when we did the voices, I said, I, I don't mind which voice I do, but I, I want to do the Toxo Viper. That is the only one I, I, I really, really want to do. Uh, because and Ron he's... was like, sure, but then I get Baroness. Fair <laughs> 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 trade, a Toxo Viper for Baroness. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> No, but but the Toxo Viper, yeah, he's he's a happy camper. He, he, he had so many fumes uh, inhaled, so so. <laughs> and yet yeah. he didn't become a Toxo zombie. No, wow. because I hate Toxo uh, zombies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you will never become well, no. one. Never. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. If these guys are recurring characters, and uh, we eventually get a version two Toxo oh, Viper, this is such a good gag coming from that though. <laughs> oh yeah, that, it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead when at the end of the film, spoilers, uh, Shaun's buddy, he keeps him like in the shed chained up, but he's completely <laughs> zombified. So these, this trio can become like a duo and a zombie. Hey, the sequel Or even like a weekend itself, at Bernie's, gentlemen. a weekend I... at Bernie's kind of situation. They're all like, oh, Carl, you know, like, 
you know, he's been turned into a zombie. It's okay. It's like, he's not vicious. He's not attacking us. And they, they drag him through the Cobra base. And they're like, oh no, there's G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe open up fire and they hide behind them. And he takes all the shots and they're like, Carl, he's still okay. And they get him out kind of thing. And then at the end of it, they realize it's actually not their buddy. And that could be like quite a fun thing as well. But I mean, it doesn't have to play out like that, you know. Uh, I, I think I think it's it's this, this is a good start for some fan fiction here, I think. <laughs> Lovely. Would you ever consider a, a sequel? I mean, you did set up for the Tiger Force uh, mm -hmm. within this episode, which is a lovely sort of epilogue. Mm -hmm. That and the three guys singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat in canon. I mean, mm. pure class. <laughs> Come on. That's a great addition. <laughs> I, I think there will be a sequel, but we don't know when. <laughs> no pressure, man. I... Now, so, yeah, but... Well, Ron told me the last time he was on that uh, it's actually... You're several hours drive away. Yeah, I live at the Oof. I live at the eastern border of uh, of the Netherlands, and he at the western border. So the the entire country is between us, which is a small country. It's a Man. two and a half hour drive. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's not that is significant. Though. Yeah. Um, and and you spent two weekends. The first yeah. weekend being the principal photography, the second on the edit, which is yes. incredibly efficient. Yeah. Um, I, I I could not possibly crush a video's principal photography in one weekend that's well, well we, that's a pipe we, dream we wanted to do it professionally and because we were in such a short time span uh we we made a storyboard uh, uh we made a script so that we had all kinds of structural things to help us to do this in a quick uh yeah in a quick way did yeah, you find it easy to, to stick to the storyboards and the script or Actually, did you find um, like when you got to the venue you were like or the location you're like Oof, we're no, no, have no. To we, do some shortcuts we, what we did i i, I made a, an outline of the story uh, and then we made the, the we shot the footage and of course then a lot of things already changed and then with the material we shot i created a storyboard in which uh, I, I uh, where you could see which which shot we will use and from which second to which second. Um, you can see in the storyboard that I actually used the footage that we that we shot, uh, and that helped us to, to put things together. And Ron uh, uh, also uh, uh, is very structured, so he had uh, already set every uh, footage in the right uh, order that that yeah that we uh, that we had planned. So yeah, it, it went very smoothly. And because what I would like to add is I, I really love the creative process. You know, you can prepare whatever you like, but when you are on location, then you already see things changing because you need to deal with uh, the situation there and make it work. Um, mm. And, you know, we also had to mind uh, weather conditions. And uh, like I said before, wind was picking up at some points. We actually had an entire new scene uh, that we did not use. Uh, we did not shoot footage for that, but we actually wanted to, uh, well, at first we wanted to add another scene with other vehicles, but we felt, well, you know, this is enough. And, you know, uh, if we stay here much longer, the lights will not be as good as, in any, uh, as it should be. So we made some uh, decisions on the spot. And that's what I like about the uh, creative process that you just need to uh, make, you know, quick decisions when you're there. How long did the shoot take in total? 
How long did you spend on location? <laughs> well, you know, you just forget the time when, when you're doing this. <laughs> good. Good, yeah. good. I mean, I typically shoot until my battery dies. Okay, um, yeah. Or, but we did, well. we did uh, make sure we made both video and uh, photos because we, well, as you could see in the video, you really do need some still shots now and then. And we also learned some lessons, which is good, you know, for, for our next video, I would like to, um, well, even level up a bit. And for, for instance, we now know that a chap may patrol boat doesn't float. It <laughs> sings <laughs> like a It does not float. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, Rob and I discovered that uh, between our two whales, his floats, mine he. does not. Ah. But <laughs> his didn't have the veins. He couldn't find his steering veins um, yeah, for the big day. So we stuck with mine, and boy, was that a chore to constantly be kind of like picking it up off the bottom of the water and draining it for the next shot. I've yeah. never dared to put the wheel on the water, but it, it should float, right? I mean, I know mm. it has holes in it, but... <laughs> I don't know what uh, caused mine to sink. I think maybe it just had a, a bit of gappage happening in places where it shouldn't, and Rob's had a bit more water tightness. I don't know. It's it's It seemed pretty arbitrary that his floated so well, and mine immediately took on water. Hans, Hans wants to know what kind of cameras are you guys using? Ah, uh, yeah. So that's also a lesson for next time. Um, so I used GoPro, a GoPro camera, mm -hmm. and we also used uh, just a mobile phone uh, for some shots. And uh, as you can see in this photo, which is shown now, it's kind of rounded at the corners, right? Yeah, it's a so that's eye. actually yeah. the underwater camera mode um, with the housing around it. So if you want a, a straight image, then uh, we should actually use uh, our cell phone or, um, well, basically, I believe the GoPro in general gives that rounded image. So, mm. um, yeah, it's better for underwater shots, I guess. Cool. And then but, did you guys use any, um, like, editing tools that you, like, any kind of special editing tools? And listen, you're, you're not obligated to... To share this i mean we all have our little secrets and tricks and things like that um but you know for the guys out there that are interested um are there any you know was there anything that you used that you thought was maybe unique in your editing or something well uh, i'm not sure because we're both not really <laughs> experienced with this i mean i, no. I use the um the uh, final cut pro uh, editing tool which is pretty standard i believe yeah. from apple um but, but we're still exploring this. You know, what I found useful is the library of sound effects that were actually, that was actually included. So I didn't know that was there. And uh, yeah, uh, because first we also made a lot of sound effects just with our voice. And uh, later I, I switched those for some sound effects. <laughs> I remember. Well, yes, they were very atmospheric. Um, the the tank tread sounds, the boat sounds, the jet sounds. I mean, it opens with that lovely condor shot sweeping Actually, over I'm, the water. I'm quite pleased myself with, with the condor sound. I, I like that. Yeah. It, it adds, you know, atmosphere. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It gives it such grandeur. And it is such a spectacular shot. And the sort of the fisheye lens of the GoPro really works to take in the size of the condor, but nice and close up. So you've mm. almost got a full wingspan in frame, yeah. and yet you're so close to the jet. 
It's very cool. Yeah, look, uh, you you had me, you had me at hello, as it were, <laughs> very very <laughs> top of the video. I was like, mm, these guys have done well. Jeez. And yes, I take it from me. It's not easy. It's sometimes a bit of a chore. And I'm so glad that when we started this discussion, it was very evident that you had fun doing it. But oh God, yes. it's time for the truth to come out, gents. What would you say is the most arduous part of the process? Uh, I mean, it seemed like you were really getting down and dirty or, or in the water and uh, I'll be the first to say this old body of mine doesn't get down as easily as it did when I was a nine-year-old. <laughs> did you find yourselves like straining over these toys for a while? And then, damn it, Zanzibar, no, that, stop that's... falling over. Yeah, you for, go first, for, Mark. For me, I'll, that, I'll do that... my bit later. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. For me, that was not a problem. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, no. That, that Actually, that day was, was a lot of fun. What... what what I found that the hard part was to watch all the footage and see what we could use or not. And that took me a mm. long, long time uh, uh, up till point that I get bored. <laughs> so, mm. uh, yeah, I, I watched it, of course, in preparation for that storyboard that I made. Uh, but that was a lot of work. Uh, but when we were out there, yeah, like I said, I had a, a smile from one corner to one corner. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I the, the the time flew by uh, and um, yeah, I felt like a kid. I played so uh, yeah so much actually. Uh, when Ron was shooting, I just took my time and played with the other toys. So <laughs> oh wow, love it. Yeah. That's terrific. I mean, I we don't often give ourselves reason to play. Like we need a catalyst. Sometimes we need something like this, a project to get us to actually play with our toys because otherwise they're just going to sit on the shelf or in the diorama. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. Ron, did you have something to add? Yeah. So for me, uh, actually, so, uh, being outside, uh, making, you know, the creating the footage is just plain fun. And at the end of the day, yes, you're tired, but it's a happy tired. Uh, mm. But actually, the editing process, it's wonderful to put things together, which is fun. But there was a bit of a um, tight schedule because we planned it in those uh, two weekends. And the second weekend mm -hmm. was the editing weekend. And I really needed Mark here for the voice recording. And uh, so the what's a bit uh, straining for me is actually putting everything together within that tight schedule. So I think my the, the nerves in my arms are still a bit strained from all that work. <laughs> wow, <laughs> jockeying the editing software. Well, yeah, I it's, applaud it's you for your discipline. Work to, you really yes. need to time things uh, very precisely. So, um, and we're not that experienced with this sort of st stuff. So, um, yeah, but it was fun. I don't know if you necessarily get any more efficient with experience you tend to just second guess yourself even more. It's like, oh, that shot's a bit shit. And like, oh, the action wasn't so great there or that figure didn't behave like I wanted them to. Um, you tend to nitpick yourself to death, in my experience. I certainly hope it, uh, that's not true of, of everyone else's experience. Um, but I know that for me, I'm, I'm now at a stage where I'm like, I will obsess over a sequence for a week, if not more. Mm -hmm. Oh dear, oh dear. But, I think, gents, uh, 
yeah when things are more when things are more crushed and there's kind of like less time to do things that's kind of when you when the process goes so much better because you you're not left with a lot of time to have to think about things probably one of my favorite videos that i edited and did really fast was um our battle android trooper videos um while we're in the states i mean literally i think i i was sitting there at the i think statue of liberty park or whatever in new york i filmed it really quickly I had an idea in my head of what I wanted to do and I put it together, edited it all on my iPhone and I was done. And and that was probably <laughs> one of my favorite experiences of making a video because then you don't have time to like second guess yourself. You just do it, you put it together and you're finished and, and then it goes out. And I, I, I mean, it came together really nicely, I thought. So yeah. I think... Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, didn't a, a, a battle android trooper like fire a flamethrower at a horse, horse in that video yes it was scoop yeah scoop was, was filming them he was watching uh, it was fantastic you see it was wild it was insane and you don't second guess these things so i think yes uh, the more time you left to think about something and fiddle with something uh, the more you will kind of drive yourself insane so my advice just do things as fast as possible I mean, I think the planning process is important. And I think definitely, I mean, you can see what Ron and Mark have come up with that there was a ton of planning beforehand. They knew what they wanted. They went out and got it. Um, and it, it worked out. It, it came together. Barging in is a really cool video. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, what I like. And we're all looking forward to barging in part two. And barging in more. Zombie. Barging in further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, weekend at Toxo's. Toxo zombie. I, I actually, uh, I want to just jump in, the in there with Rob a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump in there with Rob a little bit on the uh, on the bad videos. I mean, mine also. I, I also, ironically, I shot mine with my iPhone back then, um, and then I edited uh, edited. Uh, I did the edit. Let's just say that it's easier. <laughs> I did the edit for it in uh, iMovie as well, and I actually did that on. I think it was on my iPad. And as I was going through it, I was like, okay, this actually needs music. And then as soon as I started putting music and I needed to re-edit it because I wanted to change a bit of timing. If you guys want to check that out, um, you can, you can check out Rob's, uh, Rob, Steven and my videos for the, for the bats. I think that was for Cobra Convergence as well, if I'm not mistaken. I see a Um, theme emerging here. Yeah. mm. I'll put the link in the description. But uh, a trick that's always helped me or that I find helps me quite a lot when I have done some of the play motion stuff specifically with like blazing sands and with element X is that I will take a photo. So I'll do like a, I'll do my setup of my scene, uh, with the lighting, the way I want to do it. And then I'll take a photo of it. And then thankfully, because a lot of that was indoor stuff, I could look at the shot in the dark and I could actually see it like properly on screen. I could be like, okay, cool. This is how I want to play it out. And I'd sort of take these quick little photos of how I wanted it to look and then I'd run through the scene. But that that's been my process. I'm not saying it's the most efficient for everybody, but that was nice for me because I could immediately see, okay, this is going to work if I do it this way, you know, and I, and you know, and then I had the photograph of it, which is kind of like a, a location shot, I suppose, or, or a setup shot or a prop shot or whatever. Um, so I could go back and reset it, you know, if I needed to. And, uh, that helped a lot with like blazing sand where I used a lot of like crazy lighting, and yeah, had fun with that. Anyway, um, if that helps any uh, aspiring play motioners out there. Um, mm-hmm. Also, speaking of lighting, uh, Dustin uh, needs a bit of like, just a bit of a shout out. I recently saw uh, Dustin had done like a, 
like a lighting test video. I'm sure you guys, if uh, our listeners uh, that are in our group on Facebook, you guys have seen it. Really cool stuff that he's doing there. Like really cool. Um, definitely taking things up a notch. I just wanted to put that shout out there, Dustin. So yeah, man, it's looking great, dude. Anyway, cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I never get tired of watching people playing with their toys on YouTube. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who who has embraced this little 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 thing that we do. Um, but let's flip the script, gents, because we've got some items in our mailbag. It's Postbox the Pit time. And Postbox this one comes to us from uh, a former Cobra Viper, everyone's favorite. Felix Stratton here, otherwise known as Mercer. So, G.I. Joe Berg, here's my question for you. What? is a vehicle you would have me and the renegades in to get us in and out of our adventures huh did you guys get that hmm yeah the renegades vehicle vehicle of choice i'll open it up to our guests from the netherlands mark uh are you a fan of the renegades by any chance yes Yes, in fact i am uh and i use the warthog the one you see of course yeah and i could have guessed yeah <laughs> but uh when they're in in a city setting or something i use uh, a bruder um uh, what is it the hammer uh, can, the rover like a land rover land oh, rover yes. thank you thank That's you it's it. a land rover uh, by by bruder this german company uh and yeah that works is really it the well. green one i think it's they've done the it green in one Mo- yeah. yeah very becoming good. acquainted with those <laughs> <laughs> do they fit uh, decently enough perfectly it's they oh, fit in the back, they fit in the front. Uh, everything works. Uh, it's it's it, good in scale. It's not too big. Sometimes uh, it can be too big for the scale of the Joes, but uh, because of the Bruder figures uh, are a bit larger. But no, it's perfect. It's it's a yeah. It's very. Beautiful. And you reserve that specifically for the Renegades. Uh, in the beginning, mostly, but also I extend it to the Slaughter Marauders and the Steel Brigade. So yeah. Okay, cool. Slaughter's boys get uh, mm. the Land Rover. Nice. Ron, you've, have you got a, a ride of choice for your, uh, I don't know, they're not Joes, they're not Cobras, what are they? They're Renegades. <laughs> well, I, I, did, I did display them once in, uh, in the Hammer, which, um, you know, to me, that's the sort of vehicle that you can uh, you know, really wreak some havoc with. And uh, it, it, it feels like the kind of freedom vehicle that those guys would use. Um, you could even yeah, and it's got such an open plan, it. such an open yeah. plan design. It's yeah. it's not compact and it's not tight. It feels like like <laughs> it's something that they've kind of custom worked on. Like they've bolted right. the cannons onto the sort of the wings and the the missile launcher racks on the back. Like they've taken a standard U.S. Army Hummer and just went nah. Nah, let's uh, renegade this up a little bit. Nice. I like it. Yeah, it has that feel. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Like a G.I. Joe answer to the Thunder Machine, except more strictly mil- military and less Trans Am or okay. Firebird, whatever. A- MCDJ ACDC uh, is uh, in that camp as well with the hammer. Yeah. Rob, so you guys oh. reckons uh, an armored up or striker? Nice. Ooh, that's that'd cute. be really nice. Yeah. Though you're going to have to. Put two of the guys on the running boards, then I guess. Yeah, I mean, but you several, several, I would say, just more than very one. good. Yeah, I would probably go with Mark on this uh, and go with the Warthog. I think the Warthog is perfect. You, 
you know, uh, it's good cross country. It's good on the water. Um, you're going anywhere basically. And if you, if you don't care about what you look like, you can go into the cities with it too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need no Humvee. Just keep riding around in the warthog. You never have to get out essentially, you know, uh, Paolo. I uh, I just want to add something to, on the topic of the Ore Striker. I would say the Foe Striker, which is the sort of modern remake. That's a pretty cool vehicle for for the for the Renegades because it's got its own little tent. Uh, just Ooh. something to think about there, yeah. Because and the way that it's it's done up uh, with the the way that it's designed to hold weapons and things, I think that's quite a lot of fun. But actually, uh, my suggestion would be I would go with um, Cobra Claws. And I would almost make it like, <laughs> of course. right? Because I'm like there now, right? But my thinking is like, that's part of your initiation. Like you have to go into a nearby Cobra base and steal a claw, you know, <laughs> so that like they each have their own claw, which is kind of cool. And then it's repainted up and done in their own deco. Uh, but I like that idea because it's easy in, easy out. Um, you know, it is essentially a jetpack slash glider. So, you know, they could go from like high altitude and be pretty stealth with it until they, they need to kick in the jets. And uh, I see that as being a pretty cool renegade vehicle. But you need like four. Each soul easy in, easy out. Name your sex tape. Hey. Hey. Nine nine. Nine nine. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I this topic in some form has come up before because I definitely found favor with the idea that each of them gets a triple T, but customized to their specifications and, and kind of decaled, uh, in signature ways. And to mm -hmm. that end, Paul, you produced some fantastic custom red dog designs for oh. a, a triple T and, uh, fortunately Zazel from Sergeant Slaughter's Slaughterhouse had a, a naked Triple T with no stickers on it. And hey, bish bash bosh, we, we had a custom Red Dog Edition uh, Triple T. So, hey man, yeah. there's the opening. Work up a Mercer custom set and a Taurus custom set. And oh, we can, Mercer's we can already finish. done. Mercer's Oof, already nice. done, but Taurus is coming. And uh, actually, I feel like that's a conversation. Are we when we do another maybe when we dive back into the renegades uh, we can use those designs but i'll definitely have them done so <laughs> well yeah look i mean the renegades plot line there are only two triple t's on that mission the sarges and red dogs we kind of made red dog out to be some kind of hot shit behind the wheel um yeah. bit of a wheel man we've extended his stunt background to stunt driving as well uh, that's his backstory, at least as far as G.I. Joburg is concerned. So yeah, I'm afraid there's no, no opening for additional triple T's on that particular mission, but Hey, who's to say they aren't parked at the slaughterhouse. I'm sure Taurus keeps one under wraps somewhere, oh, somewhere totally. in that. Maybe, maybe, maybe the livery can put be put onto their new claws or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, guys, if you're part of the Berg force, you have got access to that livery. You can uh, download it and go to your favorite print shop and get them to print them for you on vinyl on clear vinyl and then bang you've got a the vinyl tea. frontier we've got another question guys Wee -hey -hey -hey. this one comes to us from raptor hello gi joeberg it's me raptor <laughs> i heard you had a fun and discussion about the swamp masher last week and i'm feeling a little jealous what vehicle do you think i would look best in 
What? Another vehicle assignment question. Clearly, this is a burning issue out there. A lot of Joes and Cobras want to know what G.I. Joburg thinks they should be manning. Um, so, gee whiz, once again, let's start with our international guests. Uh, Ron, what vehicle do you suppose Raptor would look best in? My first thought would be the Cobra jetpack, but then, of course, he would need to remove his wings. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tricky. Is there a vehicle that fits the man's MO that doesn't need a back plug? I really wouldn't have an idea. An idea. No. I always and should it be something? Are, are, are some kind of small vehicle. Uh, yeah, maybe so... a ferret or something. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking like this guy clearly looks like something out of Masters of the Universe. And could you get a more Masters of the Universe looking vehicle than the Buzzball? Think about it. Okay. Well, so, or the swamp masher. But then you don't get to see his majesty then. Or something. Like Sorry, what's that, Mark? That thing. Okay. Yeah, you want to see the gun show and those freaky feathers growing out of his back. Exactly. Mark, what so were you, you saying on... on the subject? Yeah. Well, uh, in that case, I would I would put him in a Moto vehicle like the Roton or something. Amazing. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The Roton, which is like, <laughs> it's the the the, the buzz ball on its side. Yeah. <laughs> you put him in Mr. Pentel's uh, air chariot, I think. <laughs> Step aside, Emperor. <laughs> I rooted for the other guy in the Civil War. Oh. It would that could actually be pretty aerial, cool. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, something to get him in the air. That was so my can, first uh... thought. Yeah. <laughs> something that he can invariably bail out of and use the, the sort of the wings as his glide, you know, sa safe glide from, from, from harm's way. Yeah. Well, my, my favorite is uh, the suggestion by Darren Cobb. The pogo. <laughs> I feel like the pogo is an awesome uh, look for for Raptor, and it's also great because like once it's landed, you can even have uh, Raptor posed on top of it. You can look majestic on his little bounce house of death. <laughs> of course, Darren well, follows. Well, there was that a comment with. in the in the chat just now, a bit uh, back. You know, uh, hashtag death by pogo. That was you know also referring, <laughs> of course, to Element X last year. <laughs> insult yeah. to injury darren follows up his comment by saying what would an accountant drive the cobra volvo <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's fun to take jazz at accountants right matt <laughs> anyways um i i man you're right it has to be aerial and me being the kind of the ocd i like my toys to play in their distinctive eras I kind of also see it as the the Cobra jetpack, and that's something that uh, Troy Smith, who did the uh, clairvoyance video that featured Raptor, uh, had him manning this this jetpack. Um, that you know somehow his kind of rapport with birds make him an excellent flyer. So mm -hmm. I mean, strapping him to a, a, a jetpack basically is the best expression of that sort of ace flying ability. Um, <clears throat> Oh, yeah, anything thought. more substantial yeah, that, kind of makes those, him those out small to be... helicopters. Uh, what's it called? Those, the, um... the, yeah, the, the Cobra Heli pack from 1988, yeah. the pull back and go one. Perfect. Actually, the rocket sled <laughs> also yeah, makes also. a lot of sense. Man. If you <laughs> think about it, like, yeah, I mean, and the rocket sled cool. He can keep his wings on. 
Yes, exactly. Another great one would be the rage. He could like be perched on the on the big gun, and I use perched on on purpose. And there he is, like with his arms crossed and his wings billowing in the wind, as the cobra rage terrifies some poor city. And the driver's going, "I wish he would shoot something," <laughs> you know, instead of him just looking main. Like, you yeah, know, sorry. those like they got them at the sort of beaches or like lake resorts. They have a speedboat with a you know a winch to a, a parasail, and you kind of get winched <laughs> up and. So I'm thinking oh, like a piranha, basically just winch Raptor up to any boat and just have have Copperhead <laughs> drive him around. Like, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, that, that's, that's faster, Copperhead, faster. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. All right, gents, if that's it for the post box, the pit, I think we've come to the end of another fantastic G.I. Joe book episode. If I do say so myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you our two Dutchmen, Mark and Ron. I did indeed. I know, right? Pat on the back all round. <laughs> but uh, unless anyone's got any burning issues, I think it's uh, time we uh, wrap this one up, gents. Well, I just want to remind people that you can join the Bergforce uh, by visiting our link uh, in the description below that takes you to our Patreon. And you, can, uh, you will then have access to all kinds of fun little goodies like you know, the uh, Triple T Red Dog livery that was discussed earlier, as well as the little cardboard <laughs> diorama piece. There's actually two, um, as well as a whole bunch of wallpapers and some of the music and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, plus, you get to join this awesome live audience that we have in the show right now. And uh, we've been pulling comments from them the whole session. So you get to be part of that. Um, also, just another thing, uh, the Patreon, uh, the Bergforce, should I say, have been receiving their special gifts. Uh, I've been sending them out as I've uh, gotten them done. And just a small reminder, if you haven't yet, please let me know who your favorite G.I. Joe or Cobra is. And uh, that'll help accelerate the process. I would hate for you to miss out. And I'm, of course, directly speaking to the Bergforce. Um, and if you get in in time, maybe you can get one of those cool little surprise gifts as well. Uh, I'm not saying what it is yet until everybody has got those and then we'll do a big reveal. And uh, if, uh, you know, a monthly subscription isn't your bag, but you want to represent G.I. Joe Berg, or you just think our shirts are really awesome and you want one for yourself, check out our merchand uh, merchandise store. It is also linked in the description below. And you can have some very awesome, yeah, very awesome. You can have some fantastic G.I. Joe Berg t-shirts to wear that are very G.I. Joe, but not for copyright reasons. And uh, that's it from me. Heck yeah. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thanks, Mark and Ron. Um, it, was, it was awesome to kind of get behind the scenes and kind of understand a bit more about how you did it and how it differs <laughs> from how Stephen, you know, maniacally kind of does things. Yeah. Does it forever <laughs> until his bloody battery oh. dies. You know? Don't listen to me, yeah. kids. Don't we just need another shot. Just one more shot. Okay, now we're going to shoot it from this angle and five other angles and Ah, I hate editing. My baby's in so the backseat crying. <laughs> Take me home. Why did I shoot so much? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Guys, once again, thank you for joining us, Mark and Ron, Paul and Rob. Thank you to my my eternal partners in crime through thick and thin. 
Yeah, Joburg, we keep on trucking. Um, if you haven't checked out Barging In, please take a look. Um, and take a look at all the stuff we've been suggesting, because we're awesome and we've got great suggestions, right? Yeah, uh, and thanks for joining us once again. Um, see you next week, Joburgers. <laughs>